Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everybody welcome back to the locked on red wings podcast today is wednesday october 7 2020 round one of the nhl draft is complete it's draft day as we're recording this and i was going to call this the draft day the post the the round one recap but so much went on today with the red wings organization outside of the draft that it ends up now we have an abdicator buyout to get to. We have a new story that Joe Valeno, the 2018 first-round pick center, is being loaned to the SHL for the full season, likely for the full season, uh, with Malmo. There's a lot to talk about today, Ethan. We are watching this. We are recording this right now at pick number 13 of round one. The Red Wings could possibly trade trade up maybe make a second pick in that first round uh but for now we're going to just kind of walk through our initial thoughts about uh the Raymond pick and then kind of circle back to the end about it so if we say things right now like oh you only you only get one first round pick and then they make a second one well trust us that'll be later on in the show Ethan has to get to a beer league team uh evidently he didn't get the subtext when his team was saying, no, no, please, it's all right. Just stay home. You don't have to come. Uh, but he is going anyways. I am your host, Detroit sports writer, Noel Bianchi. I'm here with longtime Red Wings fan, Ethan Smith. Went on a little diatribe there to start, but I'm happy to be here with you. The Red Wings have selected Lucas Raymond at fourth overall. Let's welcome you in and also get your thoughts on the pick. Welcome, future Artemi Panarin. <laughs> Play like... Mitch Marner he's a play mix, like he's a mix of Lucas Artemi Raymond. Panarin and Mitch Marner. That was the way they introduced him on NBC Sports. I think it was Liam McHugh right after that pick was made. And I went from extremely happy to uh trying to contain the amount of joy that I had inside me. I didn't know like physically I thought that it might just explode somewhere. We did fist bump right after the I'm just, it's I'm happy that this is finally over. And we have a name yes, and a face to go off of and, you know, put our future hopes on. Um, highest wings pick in ballpark it for me, Nolan. 20 years? 25 years? Probably longer 35 than 35 years? Yeah. Before, years? like, I don't know, like what, Keith, years? Pre- Keith Premium? 65 years? I can't remember. That was a... 70 years? Steve Arsene? Yeah, I don't know. 83 draft. Yeah. <laughs> The last time they had the fourth overall pick was that 1983 draft, and who knows? Lucas Raymond. I don't know, man. I'm just flying high right now. I'm flying high off the Abdulkader deal. We'll get to that probably more in segment two. And then also to close out segment one, I'm appearing on the Locked On NHL live stream to give a little more analysis on the pick, so I'll throw that in at the end of segment one. Uh, hopefully, we can get some Eisenman audio at, at some point hopefully he talks tonight and i can clip it in throw it in here for you guys uh but if not i mean just let, let's start with outside of the red wings what is your thought about how this draft has shaken out so far very straightforward yeah like and they said all of bob mckenzie's top 10 picks were picked in the top 10 there wasn't anybody that necessarily jumped up 
or fell. I mean, it, it's been pretty straightforward. No, you know, Cole Perfetti fell. Yeah. Cole yes. Perfetti fell uh, to 10 with the Winnipeg Jets. And Marco Rossi fell just a little bit lower than I would thought. Jack Quinn, my prediction to jump up into the top 10. Look at you. Look at me. I was 100% right on my complete guess. Prospect analyst. Uh, <laughs> <Nolan Gatch. laughs> uh, and I mean, I don't know, man. I'm, I, I, I agree with you, but also Marco Rossi falling to nine to the Minnesota Wild and Perfetti falling to 10 did surprise me. However, that's just kind of the natural uh, ebb and flow of a draft when you have two defensemen who end up going in that top six, top seven. So, so Sanderson goes at five to Ottawa. I was, I was a bit surprised by that. I thought – even though I like Sanderson more than Drysdale, I thought there was a chance that Drysdale would still land ahead of him because he was the consensus number one defenseman in the draft for so long. And it was Jake Sanderson making that like push in his draft year. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think those were bad picks, but I think that those, that was definitely the tipping point for throwing things off a little bit. Yep. We also had uh, Nashville. We both had that right on the nail on the hammer head of the hammer, we had that very lined up <laughs> yeah, in our preview. With Askarov. I'm very proud of that. And, and oh, look, it's Ken Holland. <laughs> Ken, Ken Holland, Holland on the pick. screen as the Edmonton Oilers uh, get ready to make their pick. So, I mean, he, and here's the deal. Like, let's take it back to Raymond for just one second. I was not confident heading into that fourth pick that Raymond – was going to be the pick. As a matter of fact, the second I saw Chris Traper's face, I go, they're going Cole Perfetti. Yeah, I thought the same thing too. And the consensus top three that we've harped on so much throughout this whole process, it ended up being exactly what we thought it was, Lafreniere, Byfield, Stutzla. But when Rob Blake <laughs> – like there's that moment – this is what I hate about the draft when you're in a position that the Red Wings are currently in because like you're sitting there and you know – it's the same thing with the draft lottery where you're like, the odds are not in favor of how I want things to work out, but I'm still going to sit here and pray and hope. And then Byfield goes off it too. And I, and I remembered that quote from Pierre Dorian. So I figured that that was, that was really the only shot that the Red Wings had of grabbing one of those guys. But at the same time, I think if Lucas Raymond plays a full season over in the SHL, we're like getting full good, like top six minutes, I think that this pick uh, or I think his draft stock is very different. I think one of the things that people had him there for was because of the lack of playing time. And we've talked about that over and over again, averaging just about 10 minutes per game uh, in his draft year, only four goals, six assists since 33 games played. So uh, I, I'm walking away from all of this right now with just the current mindset of, yes, it was unfortunate they couldn't get one of those guys in the top three. But if Luke and Ray, Lucas Raymond plays a full season in his draft year, is he ahead of either of those guys? We don't know. And I like to think <laughs> in the little optimistic side of me, which there are not very many optimistic sides of me, but they're starting to grow now as we move on in through this Iser plan that he very well could be a top two, top three player in this draft. Speaking of Eisman, do you think that 
he faked his COVID sickness <laughs> so just talk so he can he can continue his reclusive ways of being this. I'd like to shady think so. GM genius <clears throat> GM. I'd like to think so, and only because of the fact that uh, he's now being a little more tongue in cheek with it too. Mm-hmm. Like the and so like it's actually kind of funny instead of and I mean I, I was never really annoyed with it, but it was still at the end of the day you'd like to hear things from your GM. And if they're not going to talk, like at least be a little bit funny about it. Yeah. And so, don't ever expect a Detroit Red Wings rumor to pop up on your Twitter from Bob McKenzie or Elliot Freeman because it just yeah. doesn't seem to happen. Elliot Freeman actually <laughs> said, "Looks like Detroit's going to go off the board here with yeah. their fourth pick," and that was just basically. Yeah. And then Pierre Maguire before the draft, he was talking on some radio show. He's like, "Lucas Raymond very well could end up going in this top ten. Uh, people were just having a field day. People forget Pierre Maguire was on the cutting edge of the coronavirus uh, back in like February. We had like whole what? segments about it. You don't remember this? <laughs> oh my God, I forgot. What's going to happen with the sticks? They're a little bit worried, Doc, because the stick factory, the bower is right outside of Wuhan where that virus outbreak has happened. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> they're be using Sherwoods like in the eighties. <laughs> Keeping with the Steve Eisman theme, we have a little bit more to talk to on that front on the other side of this break. But first, we got to talk to you guys about Ryan Holiday's new book, Lives of the Stoics, from the best-selling authors of the Daily Stoic. Comes the ultimate Stoicism guide from to success, resilience, and virtue to accept what you cannot control and adapt to what you can sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using stoicism's key idea you control how you respond and play you don't control what the refs and fans do or how the ball bounces it's what you did to adapt lives of the stoics the art of living from zeno to marcus aurelius is available now wherever books are sold And while Steve Eisman didn't want to talk about who he was going to take at fourth overall, didn't want to talk about who the, they might be in play sometime this offseason, one thing that I find it very tough to talk about is erectile dysfunction. Or at least I used wow. to until GetRoman.com made their way into my life. Because listen, folks, usually we'll just brush it off or blame ourselves. Say things like, I lost my mojo. Or we'll avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work. Uh, the NHL draft was on. Uh, so sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. Roman Yossi just appeared on my screen, totally killed the mood. Now I just feel insignificant as a man. Uh, but GetRoman.com can help you with these problems. Because with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It is simple, safe, and totally discreet. Oh, Roman Yossi. Get Roman. Wow. Okay. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is super easy. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockdownNHL today, and if you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockdownNHL. One more time, GetRoman.com slash LockdownNHL. All right, let's get back into it. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are now on the clock, 
or did they just pick? They just picked. They just picked. Rodion Amirov, uh, the left wing out of Russia. We need to talk about some news that on yeah. a normal day and a normal time would have been the biggest news of the offseason. But, of course, it, it would have been a two-part. Yeah. yeah, it would have been, been a two-part two <laughs> episode. Is that is a fact that Justin Abdelkader today was bought out of his seven-year $4.25 million contract given to him by one Kenneth Holland uh, many, many years ago. <laughs> They're going to be paying him for the next six years, but it's at a much, much more manageable uh, average annual value than, was, uh, than would have been on the books. And it's a real shame, too, because this was, this was the year that uh, his, his trade, no-trade clause became a, a modified no trade clause. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so give me the details on what his cap hit looks like now, because originally this deal went through 2023. And like I just said, was it $4.25 million a year? Right. So uh, this next upcoming year, it's going to be just over 1.8 on our cap. Then the next two years, we just over 2.3 on the cap. And then it goes down to just over one on the cap. So, you know, hey, I guess Ken – or sorry, not Ken Hall. <laughs> um, <laughs> Steve Eisman, I think it's with the uncertainty of the AHL playing yeah. that we couldn't just go bury his contract yeah. in the minors. It could have been something that's he's going to take up a roster spot and more cap space. And quite frankly, don't know what Eisman's planning this this off season. Just as you guys have, have seen already, as well. yeah. You <clears throat> as you as you uh, guys have seen already, just these salary dump trades that some teams are making, or what you're reading online. I mean, something's gonna pop up this year, and I'm I'm willing to bet there's gonna be a good salary dump trade coming to us. So or, he definitely wanted <clears throat> that space or, and that roster spot. Is is he clearing cap room to bring in Tory Krug? Maybe. <laughs> I don't. You know. I, I'll. You know. Sorry. Maybe Sorry. he's looking to bring in Steven Stamkos. Maybe. Maybe. I, maybe I Stamkos saw. Did you see that rumor going around today? I think it was somebody trolling, but yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It didn't say. I mean, it, Steven Stamkos <clears throat> wasn't listed as like an untouchable. So I mean, anything can happen. Yeah, and and here's what I'm thinking at this current point in time. And here's what I texted you when this went down. Because you have the Mark Stahl trade last week. You have you have the announcements that Erickson Daly and Howard are not coming back. And then you have the buyout of Abdocator, which I love it. As much as, as much as, and I just want to clarify, as much as, you know, I'm happy to see him, I'm happy to see his contract go. It's unfortunate what happened. And I think to some degree he was, uh, fell victim. It was like kind of like the Jonathan Erickson syndrome where he like started out super hot. Like he scored a goal in the Stanley cup final in like one of his first NHL games ever. And then he becomes a really solid player. I think he had over 20 goals a piece in 2015 and 2016 and then it all just kind of goes downhill from there and ends with this heaping pile of mess in the uh, 1920 season where he has zero goals and three assists so uh, unfortunately it ended up like that on a personal level 
but obviously as far as like a cap management move goes, I'm very happy to see yeah, this. It's a business. It's a business. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a business. It's just, it's, yeah. It's, simply it's just business. business. Yeah. yeah. It's nothing personal. Get off the team. Yeah. <laughs> Get the hell out Pack of here. Pack your shit. Yeah. Get back to Muskegon. <laughs> here like Michigan's beautiful this time of year. Uh, <laughs> but so, but so I texted you. When this deal went down and I said, why today? Why has all this happened? And then it consummates. I mean, it doesn't consummate. There could be way more moves coming. But why does this buyout specifically happen today? I, there, I've seen these stories going around the internet. Steve Eisman's whining up for something big. I don't know what that could possibly be. It's, is he going to offer sheet circuit job? No, it's Steven Stamkos. Gonna, he's going to come play for us. I, <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly believe that. It's, I think it's got to be something to do with Tampa Bay. I just have a feeling it could be Serge. I don't know. He won't offer sheet anybody because that's just going to be yeah. us losing our picks Correct. that he's tried so hard to obtain. But maybe he's obtaining them so then he can lose some. He can yeah, but we still lose, lose our first-round pick. And we yeah, don't but you have Mikhail Sergachev. Yeah, but I still think we're going to suck next year even with him. That's fine. I mean, you'll probably sign him to some pretty decent term. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. And the more, the further on, and I said this yesterday, I said it on Twitter last night, like I was hoping that Raymond would get picked, but I did think that there was an exactly equal chance that about six to seven guys were going to get picked. And if you look at the, the move, at, at, every move that Steve Eisenman has made so far, it really to my current recollection without looking it up has not been something that was like predicted. Like you see all these stories and we've talked about it at length. Oh, who are some free agent targets at, you know, or who is a, who is a team that would be ripe for the picking? Nobody saw the New York Rangers and uh, Mark Stahl working its way into that equation. Like nobody saw the Jacob De La Rose for Robbie Fabry. Like these weren't necessarily deals that people saw coming. And so I would have to believe that trend continues and another thing I was thinking about, and I hate to go on a little bit of a rant here. <laughs> Red Wings fans, when it comes to <clears throat> thinking they know what Eiserman's plan is, like there's just so much goalpost moving, and I'm guilty of it myself, to where I'm like, well, that's not part of Eiserman's plan. And then, some, and then he does something similar to what I said. And then it's just like, oh, well, I guess that is part of his. Hey, I trust him. Hey, I guess that is part of his plan. Like you really yeah. like – I don't like, I, I, we don't know how, how much we don't know. And I think we need to stop pretending like we do. I know. I, because I, it's a very, very unique year, league circumstance, all that on top of things. Yeah. I've, I've never really seen an organization that's just so lock and key. Yeah. You're not going to hear a goddamn thing out of us. Yeah. I love it. It, like this too. is how he this is how you build a successful team i like plus two i mean with everybody saying oh perfetti this and then askarov it's like oh these are the names that were then they go and take raymond yeah who's i mean granted we did hear that a little bit saying like th that would be a fit at four but did anybody say i'm hearing lucas raymond no no i love it I love a lot it. of like he was in mock drafts going to the red wings at four because the pick made sense because lucas raymond deserved to go fourth overall but not because people had heard rumors or rumblings. So, I don't know. I don't know what we don't know. And I think that's okay. Because 
like I said, it's a unique year too on top of it. So it's going to be especially hard to predict. Teams are going to get under the gun. These impulse deals or these like unexpected deals are going to continue to uh, roll in. And I'm not saying that any of the deals have been impulse deals so far, but you get what I'm saying. We're here on draft day. We have rounds two through seven coming tomorrow, starting at 1130. There's still a lot of, lot of time for a move to be made for Eisman to take a big swing for him to wind up and land whatever. I don't know what it's going to be, but there's still a lot of time between now and free agency on Friday that I think something big could go down. So it's, you're going to have to be on close watch folks. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It's going to be a much, much more busy, a busier day for us tomorrow. Yeah. Six picks in the first two rounds. Baby. Whoa, let's go. I'm excited. All right, so I know you got to get to your hockey game. We will reconvene when you are done with that for segment three to kind of re- give a full recap uh, of round one. I also know that I said I was going to plug in our NHL draft lottery live stream clip, but then we ended up talking for too long, and that's probably not going to happen now. So, uh, boo-hoo, so sad. Maybe I'll post it on social media or something. So, um Lucas Reichel going to the Chicago Blackhawks at 17. Sorry to interrupt you, folks. Uh, So, yeah, we'll reconvene for that. Like I said, if Eiserman talks tonight, I will try and find some good pieces of audio to plug in here. Uh, But other than that, one thing I need to do right now is place an order for some DoorDash because I got got about a 10, 15-minute drive home. And if I place it right now before I start packing up my stuff, I think it might be waiting for me at my door by the time I get there. Between never-ending laundry cycles, incoming emails, the NHL draft, you have plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Listen, folks, if I'm going to get food delivered to my house and it doesn't involve placing a phone call, I'm all for it. I love pressing buttons way more than I love talking to strangers on the phone. And DoorDash lets me be antisocial. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. So if you're having a draft party later today, go ahead and place an hour of DoorDash. Maybe order some wings, a burger, some fries. They got it all. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Let's go to play in this period. All right, final segment of our draft day recap here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Ethan, how'd the game go? Um, went up four nothing. Team stopped playing. I made thirty saves, lost in three on three mm-hmm, overtime, mm-hmm, five to four. Interesting. It was, it was embarrassing. <laughs> it was embarrassing. Probably was our embarrassing. worst loss. Our worst loss as a team. Being you guys gave up a four years. goal lead. Yeah, you gave up a four goal lead in that. 
I mean, I and guess. they didn't pull you? I guess. Yeah, I mean, you'll have to see the replay, but wasn't no, I, fault. It never is. Every time Ethan tells a beer league story and his team loses, it's never his fault. He's always adamant about it, too. I'm pretty good. <laughs> uh, well, you missed out on some uh, a little bit of fun, not much fun that involved the Red Wings. Steve Eisenman did talk, uh, not for too long. I think he only talked for like 10 minutes. Probably just uh, getting ready for round two. I haven't gotten the chance to listen to Chris Draper's press conference yet, but I'm going to listen to that tomorrow, and then we'll have more analysis on that, probably on Thursday's episode. Uh, and we'll start there with Stevie Y. Or Actually, you know what? We'll start with what happened while we were gone. So the Flames had a heck of a night. They made a bunch of trades, uh, picked up a ton of extra picks, and still got the guy they wanted in Connor Zary at 24 Rangers go completely off the board at 20. They take Shakir. Yeah, say that. Mukama Doolin. Okay. Uh, that, that wasn't nearly as off the board as the next pick that the Columbus Blue Jackets went with. Uh, but Shakir, I'm not even going to try and say his last name again, out of the KHL, uh, ranked number 46 by Future Considerations, 31 by TSN, 72 by McKean's Hockey. So I'd say it was a bit of a surprise pick. And then Yegor Chinnikov uh, out of the KHL as well, ranked number 214 by future considerations, 59 wow. by TSN and Craig Button, and 173 by wow. McKean's Hockey. He goes off the board at 21 to the Columbus Blue Jackets. That was probably the shocker of the draft. And I was actually on the, the lockdown NHL live stream when that happened. And uh, our friend Kyle Demetrius, who was hosting, goes, he's like, wait, hold on. The Columbus Blue Jackets just drafted a person I've never heard of before. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a really big shocker, too. He's an overager as well. I think he's 19 uh, years old. Our friend Steve Cornianos had him ranked as the top overager in the draft. But still – Nonetheless, probably pretty surprised, or it really was surprising to see him go that early. Hendricks LaPierre fell to 22, and right about two minutes or a couple minutes left in that Flames pick, I'm thinking to myself, okay, at what point do the Red Wings trade back into the first round and try to get Hendricks LaPierre? Because we talked about it on yet, or yeah, yesterday's episode when we previewed the draft, like one guy who, if he starts to fall, I'd like to see the Red Wings go back up and trade for him. I said 25 range. He got to 22, and I had that thought, and I was going to tweet it out. And then as I was typing the tweet, Washington traded up, and everybody knew that that's the guy they were taking. Jesus. Wow. Hey, man, you, 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 you may need to create a burner account here very soon for your NHL thoughts and predictions. And your rumors. You, you, you need to start being a little trade breaker here. I would like to. I got to get some inside sources. We don't really have any. I was thinking about that today. Just we DM find like Bob way. McKenzie or Darren Dreger or something. Yeah, hey, what's the word? Yeah, right. What's a scoop, dog? Uh, and then another piece of news that we kind of missed uh, out on to start the episode, but I kind of want to get back into it. Gary Bettman announced prior to the draft that the new aimed start date is going to be January 1st for the league season, which means still not that far away. I mean, less than two months under that timeline until we get to see the Red Wings back in regular season action. So if everything goes according to plan, I'm pretty satisfied with that. I, like I said before, like I didn't think they were going to get it turned around by December 1st. It's just a 
way too quick of a turnaround for the teams who just played in this bubble. But, uh, yeah, so January 1st looking like the new start date for the NHL. I mean, it really does make sense to me. I, I couldn't see him turning around that fast and having that short of, of a free agency and then cramming training camp in there, then what, are they going to try and roll out 82 games and end in June? I don't know. I still don't know how the hell they're going to do 82 games. Oh, no, they're not going to do 82. Who said they're going to do 82 games? Oh, dude, I thought they were going to do 82 games. They, they do they're trying to get games? back on schedule here. Right, exactly. So you just play a season like the lockout when that started on January 1st. You do like a 48-game season. And people are still going to lose money on that, though. Okay, you're going to lose money if you keep playing into August. If you're, no, who wants to go watch and... hockey in June? I mean, that's when the playoffs are ending. Right, exactly. When it's over. You're not going to play an 82-game season starting in January. I don't even mind. How do you get back on track that way? You don't. You, you just don't. keep rolling right into the next year of January yeah. start days. Yeah. Correct. So why would they play a full season? Because I think it works better like this. I like it like this. Oh. Well, that's different than what you said. No, it's not. <laughs> it's 1230. Um, all right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty late. Uh, anything stick out to you from the Eisenman press conference in general? I mean, there wasn't really... Anything too groundbreaking there? He says, we kind of like the whole package. We don't really see any glaring uh, weaknesses or shortcomings. Uh, and we think he has all the tools to be an elite forward in the NHL. That was kind of what stuck out to me. No, it's the same Steve Eisman as we were talking about before. Mr. Uh, you know, uh, we like what we're doing here. Uh, see how this goes. Um, you know, not going to give anything away. Um, we like what we have. Yeah, he did say he would uh, likely finish out the season in the SHL. I, he said he doesn't – because there's so much uncertainty and he doesn't even know like if they would be able to break it. I believe he said that. Uh, but the short answer is no. So we probably will see him at the start of next season, whether it be in training camp, whether it be in uh, an actual season debut. Who knows? He might – this guy – could be a top nine, top six forward heading into next season, which is really exciting, in my opinion. The- I think there's gonna be a, there could be a couple guys that are gonna be making that leap in these next two yeah. years, not this coming year, but the next two years. I could definitely see that. Yeah, and it'll be nice to help, uh, like because we've talked about how you know you can only you only have so much talent to spread around and help develop those young guys. It's one of my issues with tanking for another season. And when you start getting these guys in, you know, your young guys start getting help from other young guys. You still got to have those veterans in there. But when they can grow as a group and you start really seeing your core start to flourish, uh, I think that's an exciting time. I was flying high very early. Uh, I still am flying pretty high. The Red Wings have the 32nd pick tomorrow. Uh, Don't want to take up too much of your time. I got to go to bed. So we'll just kind of run through some of the uh, players who fell the Red Wings could take with that 32nd pick. We've got Noel Gunler, uh, 23rd-ranked prospect. Jan Misak, who we profiled. J.J. Paterka, who we profiled. William Wallander, a Swedish defenseman. Thomas Borderlo, who we profiled, the center of the U.S. NTDP program. Uh, Helgi Granz. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's – Emil Andre is going to be on the board. Roni Hervonen. Uh, Marek Kuznadinov. Uh, Topi Namila. So – yeah, Jeremy Poirier, defenseman. Lots of great talent on the board still available. Like the 
the draft went pretty much as we thought, but then there were just enough off the wall selections to make round two interesting. I'm happy. I always love when somebody falls like that. Cause I mean, wh- this is what is technically first pick of the second round, but yeah. you're one pick out of another first round pick. I love that. Mm-hmm. Good. I mean, we got three in this round, three in the next round. It'll be a nice little interesting fun day tomorrow. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Uh, Ethan's got the day off work tomorrow, so he'll be live tweeting all of that. And then uh, rate, review, and subscribe. If you know another Red Wings fan, you want to get them all excited just like we are, uh, go ahead and send them this episode. If you tune in, subscribe. We'll have tomorrow's episode waiting for you when we wake up uh, or when you wake up. Everything you need to know about the second day of the NHL draft. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day.